Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. everybody it is nine o'clock let's get right into it we do this show every monday through thursday at 9 p.m eastern on x spaces i'm alan gay and this is now d1 speeds we got a great show tonight a show that i've really been looking forward to i think you guys are going to absolutely enjoy it we've got an arthur on a former ball player an academy owner a trainer well diverse guy we've got jeff rottmeyer hey jeff are you here i'm here Hey, thank you so much for taking out some time to uh, to spend a little bit of time with us. Really looking forward to tonight. Why don't you kind of kick it off, Jeff, and maybe uh, kind of tell us a little bit about your background, man. Where did you play baseball? What position did you play? And ultimately, how'd you get into playing baseball? Yeah, no, when we start looking at uh, baseball, you know, the it's a, obviously a young sport, a young kid's sport that we all played, and uh I'm no different, right? So I played all the sports. I played soccer, played football, played baseball, did it all. But ultimately, um, man, I just love baseball. You know, I was probably a better football player, but I just love baseball. So that just kind of took me to, you know, kind of where I am today. Like, there's a lot of things that happened during my career that I'll get into in a minute that just uh, kind of left me confused, you know. When I look at hitters, you know, I see, like, there's a lot of commonalities, like, you know, with, with hitters that struggle, you know, like you got hitters that have great swings and they just can't have game day success. And so you start looking at what they're doing and you're like, they're like this great swing, why did not translating to get at bats? And, you know, they would lose their mind going from on deck to the batter's box and the emotion would kick in. So really what, 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 it, what it came down to, what really is, a lot of these guys just didn't have an approach when it came to the plate. They didn't have the confidence they needed to go to the plate. And they weren't making adjustment to their approach based on the pitcher. You know, and, and when you look at the like at the baseball game, there's at any given week you can be facing eight to nine different pitchers who all have different setup, different deliveries, different arm slots, different pitches, different conviction in their pitches and approaches to hitters. They were all having the same approach to the same hitter do the same pitcher and, and and that doesn't work when you level up and that that's what happened to me I was the same way you know I grew up in Clearwater Florida um you know again I played football and baseball there I went to a school called Countryside I played all four years there um I started at third base and went to eventually outfield uh which I really enjoyed playing <clears throat> but at Clearwater I played for a guy named Steve Sharp and Dennis Braun and they both taught me a lot about the game at the high school level and what it was going to take to hit there. You know, Dennis Braun actually introduced me to the mental game, the mental game of hitting. And so where I learned a lot of the, the coping skills, like the, you know, how to adjust your attitude, like how to assess where you're at. Like a lot of the, the traditional coping skills that you can kind of help you stay present in that bat. And he also introduced journaling. And so journaling, the big part of what I do, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But then my senior year, 
Darnell Cole became our head coach. And Darnell Cole played 15 years in the league. He's actually the national, the Washington national hitting coach right now. <clears throat> so that was really cool. I got really close with Darnell. And we I just spent a lot of time with him at his house. And just like we would watch games and he would have his buddies call him and they would just like watch the game very differently than I did. And so very interesting to kind of see that approach. And so it was really about, you know, how they were reading the game or what they were seeing. It was interesting, which is different than, you know, the traditional mechanics talk that we were always kind of exposed to at that young age. Um, I get I get drafted by the Marlins. I was actually supposed to go play football and baseball, but I had some, some transcript issues. So that led me into uh, Seminole State in uh, Seminole, Oklahoma. It was a JUCO out there. I played for a guy named Eric Myers, and there was uh, James Martin was on staff, and Les Graham and Rusty, Rusty Davis. I learned a lot, you know, going into that next level. Because it's interesting, the guy that drafted me uh, with the Marlins, John Martin, I asked him before I went what I needed to do to be able to play in the big leagues one day. And he told me that I had to learn how to hit spin and reduce kind of the swing to misses. And I was your typical power hitter. I could hit a baseball 500 feet, you know. But that also meant that I swung the bat really, really hard. So I would constantly, like, lose my barrel hit those skyscraper fly ball, then then get a lot of the swing and misses. And so I, I would tell people I probably would have fit good in today's game, but I actually didn't strike out as much as a lot of those guys did. But anyways, I, but so we ended up going to the World Series that year and finishing third. So that was a really cool experience. I played right field there. Um, had just a lot of great experience. I actually learned how to read the pitch there. Um, I worked with a guy named Dr. Bill Harrison. He, 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 he passed, but he, I worked with him during my time there remotely to learn how to read the pitch out of the hand. And so that was critical for the rest of my career that I learned that skill. Uh, from there, I went to Gulf Coast and, and I know you're familiar with them down in Fort Myers. Um, I played for Dave Collette, Rusty McKee. And Chandler Roach was there, and uh, this, that was a great transition. Um, I had a great time there. I learned a lot about um, just approaching uh, different type of pitchers because there was, I, you know, it's interesting from from high school to college, from JUCO to college, or down to golf code. It's interesting the the dynamic of pitching. You know, you, the game's the same, but the pitchers were different, and so I learned a lot about you know, what I couldn't do there, unfortunately. Like, there, I had, a, I had a decent career. You know, I hit a lot of home runs and stuff, but there was a lot of – I learned a lot about what I couldn't do. And so it was really frustrating because at that time I kind of ran out of time and uh, the game told me I just wasn't good enough. And so – but now I transitioned into coaching. And so really disappointed with how my career ended. Um, I was kind of on a mission to figure out – why I never reached my potential as a player. And so knowing what I know now, it kind of came down to my mindset. It came down to reading and studying pictures because, and even the, like the guys that I was working with had the same issue. Like I knew it wasn't a swing thing. Now, 
the swing's important. Don't get me wrong. That's what pitchers are reading. So the swing's important. But I knew for a fact that it wasn't their swing that's why they couldn't hit and why they weren't having the success that they were having. And so I really started introducing the, the matchup, man. Like, the, what I got from the back from the football background was, hey, we're reading the opponent constantly. We're reading what the guys are doing. And we just don't talk about that a lot in the baseball world is reading the, the pitcher, reading the, the, the hitter, reading the deep man, reading what guys are doing so that we can kind of strategically anticipate what's going to happen. And so, so yeah, and that's the other thing that I found, you know, it's like the guys that I was working with are typically the ages like 14 to 23, the guys that are um, going into high school and they're going into like kind of their pro ball, early pro ball career. And, you know, these guys, they just get hammered all over the place with mechanics. Everywhere they turn, someone's got something to say about their mechanics. And and so I took a different approach, man. I, I, you know, there's a lot of different ways to hit. And there's a lot of different ways to swing. And they all have a science to it. But they all also have flaws. They all have holes in it. So it doesn't matter what swing profile you have. You still have to learn how to approach pitchers with it. And so that's kind of the approach that I've taken. It's more, and that's what the strategic hitter is. It's more of, hey, man, you got a great foundation. So now what are you going to do with it? How are pitchers reading you? How are you going to, uh, how are you going to attack them? You know, because if you have the same swing profile for every pitcher that you face, then you become predictable and easy to pitch to. And so that was kind of the core of the strategic hitter program with more the matchup and how do we get, um, how do we take good at bat and then, you know, how we approach different pitchers. Good stuff right there, Jeff. Thank you so much for walking through that. And a couple of things were kind of popping out to me while you were talking. Just want to make sure. I understand as well. You you were drafted by the Marlins out of high school. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, okay, perfect. It didn't didn't go. What round was it? Yeah, it was late. It was like in the fortieth round or something. I told them that I was going to go to college at that time. I was going to go play football and baseball at Georgia Tech, and I felt like I needed more time in my game, and so I uh, I told them, hey, don't draft me. But the guy that drafted me, uh, he's seen me play since I was twelve. And so they, uh, you know, it's funny because I played against his grandson and we were playing down in the Clearwater Philly, um, their spring training complex. And at 12 years old, I hit a bomb out of that stadium. <laughs> and John, John was there and he was watching his grandson. And then he told me that later on, you know, as I got into high school and, and he started to kind of follow me, that he was there at that program. So it was cool that he knew me that whole time. Um, but I told him, Hey man, like, I know, I know I have everything to work on because I was very seasoned because I played football and, and baseball. So I hadn't, I areas that I knew I needed to work on. And so I told him I was going to go to school. I said, don't draft me. And he, and he did anyway. So, but yeah. Hey, what an honor, man. That's something very, very cool right there. And I know you had some transcript issues, uh, so didn't end up at Georgia Tech, but let me ask you what, what year, what year is this? What year did you graduate high school? Yeah, 2003. 2003. All right. Awesome. So at Georgia Tech, was Morrison still there or had Hall come in as the baseball coach? Oh, I mean, George O'Leary was uh, football George coach. George O'Leary was the football coach. Yeah. Right. But the baseball coach was at Morrison. Yeah, Hall. It, yeah, Hall. It, it was Hall. Okay. All yeah. right. I'm just trying to get my, my time yep. frame around that. Yeah. And I tell you what, at that time, 
Heck, Georgia Tech still a big baseball program. That time, absolutely. they yeah, they were a really good program. And George O'Leary absolutely had the football program on the right path as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. All right. Yeah, so you, good time. Yeah, very good time. So you end up Seminole State. You were at Seminole State two years and then uh, transferred essentially to Florida Gulf Coast? I was, I was at Seminole one year. One year. Okay. And then yeah. left, went to Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. All right. Eligibility ran out while you were at FGCU. Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right, I'm just trying to make sure I, I got a yep. little bit of an understanding. So let me sure. ask. So let me ask you, Jeff. Um, you leave Florida Gulf Coast. That would have probably been around 2008, 2009, somewhere in that range. All right. So kind of. What led you, and I know you gave us so much insight into the swing already and, and the dynamics of really being a good hitter, but I'm just curious, what were a couple of like aha type moments that came to you after uh, leaving Florida Gulf Coast and really leading up to the strategic hitter program? Yeah, so, again, you know, I think, you know, for me, it was always like, hey, what were we exposed to? Um we were exposed to the swing, a lot of swing stuff. And, and the swing, again, it, it's important. You know, I, talk, I tell guys all the time, like, that's what pitchers are reading. They're reading your swing. So you have to understand, like, what your swing's doing. But at the same time, over the years, like, the development of and the understanding of the swing had really – the science of the swing had really came uh, – like, it's it, it, tremendous what we know. But at the same time – we still have a hundred guys teaching a hundred different things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we know a lot about their specific type of swings. So, but I would tell guys like there is a, there is a, there's a, there's a hole in every swing. So, so you have to understand your swing and what you're trying to do so that you can understand what pitchers are trying to do. So you can have a, an approach because pitchers, pitchers play in certain parts of the zone. And so whenever you face a pitcher who throws pitches right in your zone, you end up having success. And when they run away from your zone, you struggle and you don't know why. And so, so yeah, so that was kind of like I, I wanted to kind of, you know, the ball starts in the pitcher's hands, right? So we were, were so focused on the swing, which is the last part of the process. You know, you still have to you have to read the pitcher, you have to read the pit, their timing, there's a uh, pitch selection, and then there's, you know, there's a lot going on before the swing even happens that affects the swing. And so I kind of took that approach because I know that that was the difference. You know, like, because I've seen it, you think great swing that you can't play uh, against good pitchers. You think great swing that just doesn't produce game day results. And so at the end of the day, that's why we play, right? That's why we practice is to have game day success. And the only thing in the way of you having game day success is that pitcher. And they're all different. So you have to figure out, what is it you got to do to be able to have success to get that picture? And you may you may not always have that same swing profile. Now, if you, if you want to keep that swing profile, that's fine. But you just have to be disciplined and wait for that pitch. Okay, I got you. All right. That's a great concept all the way around. And I got to believe the book that you wrote, and I, as I'm kind of sitting here listening to you really describe, man, everything that's going into hitting a baseball before the pitcher ever even throws the ball. I think right. it just le- yeah, I think it just leads right into your book, Dominate the Plate, which has just a ton to do with really your mindset. And as I'm as I'm thinking about how do you how did you help prepare hitters mentally to really be able to um, to develop that type of mindset, so to speak? 
Yeah, so one of the things that I always do when I first see a hitter is that I do uh, I just do an, an assessment. I call it an assessment, an evaluation. I think it's really key on finding out where guys are at mindset-wise. And you can tell very clearly by just the language they use and how they um, talk about their themselves as to what mindset they're in. And so there's, there's three different mindsets that we have. We have – at least in, in my, my program, there's a lot, but obviously within my program, we have the compare convince mindset. So this, this guy is constantly comparing himself to everybody else and trying to convince himself that he can play. And at, and at the pro ball level and at the college level, that is, that's everywhere. Like you're just looking there and you're just like looking around. Everybody's pretty good. if not better than you. And you're just kind of like, I don't know, man, like where do I fit? And so, that's the first thing we have to do is get those guys, and that's about 90% of guys, right? They're all that, that mindset, whether they know it or not. We have to get them into what we call compete and contribute, that, okay, now they start to figure out, okay, here's, here's my role. Here's where I fit. This is my assignment. And just get lost into what they do and where they're at instead of trying to figure out how they're going to compete with their own peers. And so once we get into that mindset, then they start, feeling like they're like everybody else they start looking around and they're like okay dude i can play here and i can contribute very well and uh have success but then once we get them here like the guys that we say hey man like if you want to be really good let's get into the 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 real mental game piece of the game that we call it i think it's the strategic part It's, it's what you do to prepare for the pitcher and what you do to prepare for the pitcher that you're getting ready to face for that day or that week you know, what does that pitcher know about me? What do I know about him? And what adjustment do I need to make for me to have success to give him and for how his pitches play? Because right now, like right now, it's, it's the perfect time of the year where I'm getting a ton of calls from college and high school guys because they they played all fall and it's, they scrimmage. And all scrimmage was about playing their own teammate. And it was great because – the teammates know you better than anybody, probably more than you know yourself. And so they're positioning you, they're pitching you away, and then you, you struggle. And then you start the perfect conversation, a perfect way into saying, hey, see, this is why you can't have the same approach for every single guy. They made an adjustment to you, and you didn't make the adjustment. And so, you know, so that that's always a great conversation. And they get it at that level because – they do know more about you guys because there is more data available and then there is more video so they can sit there and really understand what you are how you're doing it and now you have to you have to adjust to them and so i try to get guys to really focus on on the pitcher so quit getting off on you man like get focused on the pitcher and, and the more we focus on the pitcher the more our thoughts and what we think becomes about the pitcher and when we do that, then we start seeing things that we've never seen before. And then that becomes your strategic advantage as to the helping you kind of strategically anticipate and develop that sixth sense as to what pitchers are trying to do to you. So so as far as like like developing it, uh, it just it starts with awareness. You know, we gotta get them to understand the different mindsets and then what they gotta do. Because once they once they understand that they're in this compare convince mindset, then they understand, okay, this is where the self-doubt comes in. This is where the, the anxiety comes in. This is where the 
indecisiveness comes in. So that's getting in the way of what they got to do to prepare every single day. So it really just starts with awareness and what they got to do. And then hopefully we get them into curious enough to where they want to become halfway obsessed with understanding what pitchers are trying to do to them. And then they can really take the step of reading and studying them and exploiting them. And really like the confidence goes through the roof when they go in that box and they have a feeling for what's already coming. I bet. So two questions right off the bat. I mean, all right. So your book, Dominate the Plate, where's the best way to find that book and to, and to be able to buy it? Yeah, I think the best way is probably Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's the best place to go. All right, perfect. Amazon, Dominate the Plate by Jeff Rottmeyer. And then the second thing, hey, Jeff, how can somebody get in touch with you, whether it's a prospect, ages 14 to 23, or a parent? Yeah, the, the, the best way would be to send me an email, uh, G Rottmeyer at gmail.com would be the best way. Um, I'm, I'm on all the social platforms. I have a website, athletic-mission.com. So uh, any of those, uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I'm pretty easy to find. So, But the best way would be to send me an email. Perfect. I appreciate that. Hey, everybody that's joining this evening, thank you so much for being here. We absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for the support of Now D1, and thank you for the support of Jeff Rottmeyer as well. If you did get in late, don't worry about it. We record this space, and we're going to be able to retweet it out later in its entirety. Again, we're talking tonight with Jeff Rottmeyer. He's got a great career. I mean, he was a big-time uh, high school athlete, had the opportunity to play college baseball at Seminole State – or Seminole College, right? Seminole College yep. in yep. – in uh, Oklahoma and then went to Florida Gulf Coast University in Florida and now is also uh, teaching, doing a little bit of instructing and uh, has written a book, Dominate the Plate. And I got to tell you, I mean, just a swing expert, spent the majority of his adult life really thinking about this, developing a plan and um, and has put it forward really kind of, I guess your overall plan is the strategic hitter program. So kind of let's keep talking about that program and really what it is that helps guys to flourish and what it is that makes it just stand out as a, as a different or better coaching uh, approach. Yeah, so I, I think when you look at the traditional model of teaching hitters, and again, like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, we have to understand, you know, if we're struggling, what, what's next, right? So the traditional model kind of heavily focused on mechanics, which, again, uh, is really important. It's how pitchers are reading you. Uh, the other thing that we see a lot is the, the how they train, you know, how they train you around. It's really about self. You know, with the strategic hitter program, we, we kind of break up the season, right? So there's an off-season. There's an in-season and there's a pre-season. So the off-season really about the it's really about you. Now that about getting bigger, faster, stronger, adjusting your mechanics and, and working on your metrics. Uh, the pre-season really about um, taking the off-season games and, and starting to develop skills with them, working on the skill piece to get ready for a game. And then the in-season is about the uh, about the opponent, right? It's about you know, the post of bad, what are pitchers doing to us? What are they seeing? What do we need to do to adjust? And how do we plan for the upcoming the upcoming week? So, you know, you're not going to see us mix off-season and pre-season and mix off-season and in-season. So we're very good about staying within the season because we know, like, if you're focusing so much on off-season, developing your swing, trying to get bigger, better, stronger, then it, and during the in-season, that's going to get in the way of how you prepare for that 
that opponent, you know. So your body changes whenever you lift and something, you know, all that stuff. That's why they say maintenance during the season. If you start doing off-season lifting in the season, your body changes, and that changes your mechanics, and that changes how how you move throughout the season. So we just want to make sure that everybody gets on a real good program that's, that's seasonal-based for what they want to do. You know, one of the questions I always like to ask guys is, you know, if you were, if there was like five guys that were just like you, right? Now that's pro ball for you, right? Like there's five guys that are just like you. Why would the coach pick you? And so normally when I ask guys that question, they're like, well, I outwork everybody. And I'm just like, okay, dude, that's cool, man. Like you need to work hard. But if I'm a GM or a college coach, I'm not getting too excited about that because it, I, I'm going to get fired if you suck. And so you're going to hear, like, the strategic hitters are going are gonna to talk about their routines. They're going to talk about how they prepare for game day, how they prepare for pitchers, how they go about developing their approach. So when you have a guy, you know, let's say, you know, when he starts going to the field, he's starting to think about what he what he's going to do for that practice that day to prepare for that pitcher based on the study that he did last night. And and again, like all we're trying to do is find video. We can find videos about how they move, what pitch they throw, how hard they throw, so that we can kind of get a feel for where they're at. And so now that that's how they practice that next day. They practice for that pitcher based on what they already know about them. You're not going to know everything about everybody, especially at a certain level. But if you can have a good feel for how he moves, how he throws, what pitches he throws, then now you can start putting him in a, in a profile and you start saying, hey, he's the profile A. Here's what we need to look for. And then if he does anything different, then there's a pattern interrupt there. And then we start saying, oh, dude, did you notice he will throw in a little curveball? Like that's, that's different. That's not typical for what guys would do. But he trusts his pitch to throw an old curveball. Okay, that's something worth noting and so the strategic hitters are going to be those guys that kind of figure those things out pick those things out and really try to find advantage uh that they can have in the plate good stuff man i appreciate you continuing to walk through that this is a fantastic program when you developed it i mean have you gotten to a point uh, where it's just set in stone or is this something that's kind of evergreen and, it, and it's always evolving due to whatever the factors may be yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm always evolving. Like, I learn more things because I, 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 I talk to a lot of people. You know, I talk to hitters all, all day long. This is all I do. So I don't have a day job. All I do is work with hitters all day long. So the more I learn, the more I hear from them, the more uh, I take away, the more I try to figure things out. Now, the framework's the same, but what we do within the framework will, will absolutely adjust. I got you. Yeah, and I think uh, what a great segue, too, you were talking about. You, you talk to hitters all day long. And doing a little bit of research on you, Jeff, I noticed that you've done several podcasts. You've hosted several podcasts as well. How has that really kind of helped you not only just sharing that your knowledge, but really just connecting with the baseball community? No, it's been great. You know, I back in 2018, I uh, – I was kind of four years into my business. So I started my business in 2014 in, in, in Tulsa. Uh, I've been working with hitters for a while longer, but I, I established my own place. And I just spent like years grinding, trying to, trying to get that profitable and improve the model. Well, right around 2018, I felt pretty good about where we were at. So I started a podcast. Uh, the first one was Baseball Awakening. And that one was more of an interview style one. 
And I just got to connect with, like, man, a bunch of people that you probably, I mean, you know, like, this platform gives you an opportunity to reach out to people that you probably wouldn't be able to talk to otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so I got to interview a ton of people. I think we did, like, 80 interviews, 90 interviews. And uh, I just learned a ton. And then, unfortunately, I stopped it during COVID because there was a lot of scare around that time. So COVID kind of stopped the baseball awakening one. And then right around that time, I had a, a gentleman named Daryl Coulter. He's actually a mentor of mine, and he's actually he's actually the pitching side of me. You know, he's the strategic pitcher guy, right? So he came down to Tulsa for, for about three or four years, and, man, we just sat in the office and just grinded it out, trying to figure out our program and how to model our program, how to improve our program. And so I got to really pick his mind on – what pitchers were trying to do. He got to pick my mind on what hitters were trying to do and it just made our program a lot better. And so we put a pro, we put a podcast together called strategic baseball and all we were trying to do was just put out what we were, what we were discussing and then see if the market would respond to it. And, and it did. So we got some business out of it. We got some good views out of it. We got some good feedback. So that was cool. And so, uh, so yeah, the, the, the pod, I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. I love the plot, the podcast platform. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's so cool. Is strategic baseball still being recorded or is it, you kind of ran the course and, and those episodes are just out there for anyone to, to go and review. Yeah, I think we did 50 episodes and then we did kind of stop. Um, for no specific reason, we just we just did. <laughs> sure, I understand. Good stuff, man. Hey, again, everyone that's joining this evening, thank you so much. I mentioned earlier that if you got in late, don't worry about it because we're going to be able to retweet it. And uh, one of the other reasons that we record it, not only to retweet, but we turn this uh, X-Space into a podcast. And that podcast is now D1 Speaks. And generally speaking, our core audience and guests are made up of uncommitted baseball prospects and college coaches. Really gives them an opportunity to be heard and for college coaches to continue on the recruiting process. Uh, many times you'll see fantastic athletes on the field. If a college coach comes to watch you play baseball, I'll assure you, he knows you know how to play baseball. But one of the things he's really interested in is your makeup off the field. And this, uh, the Now D1 Speaks gives these guys an opportunity to really talk about who they are when they're not on the field. What, what kind of classes do they take? What's their GPA? What do they want to major in? What are they doing in the weight room? How do they treat their teammates? How do they treat coaches? How do they treat potential coaches as well, or future coaches? And I think it just gives a college coach a sense of who someone is. And, and it just gives them a little bit of confidence that, hey, man, when they're not on the baseball field, they're going to take care of their business like young men should. And when we get on the baseball field, we can really kind of focus on winning baseball. Hey, again, Jeff, thank you so much for being here tonight. I think this has been a fantastic night so far. Really appreciate you taking some time to uh, on what it is that you do and what you offer and how to get in touch with you and, and uh, to really take advantage of a lot of the hard work and effort that you've been putting in. I w I'm really interested in, you know, this strategic approach. I think kind of the next iteration that you came about after you after the strategic hitter was really the coaches strategic advantage baseball program. What is that? And how does that, how does that really help coaches? Yeah. So basically, you know, I just take all the stuff that I currently do and, and teach coaches. I get a lot of coaches that reach out to me uh, that are really interested in my approach. And so, um, 
you know, so we, we put a program out there for, for coaches because, and it's really to guide them, right? It's a step-by-step. It's a, uh, it's an assessment. And then, you know, where this guy should focus. And a lot of times, like what they're doing physically, it's fine, you know, but how do we take them and actually think properly? How do we take them and actually say, Hey, this is how this is going to help me against a, a pitcher, you know, because I think a lot of guys go through practice not really understanding how it's going to transfer to game day. And I think some of you, there's, a, there's enough coaches out there that really care about their players, that really want to help them, and they do a great job, and they're just looking kind of for that next piece, right? And I and I, I think this is that next piece. I think, you know, a lot of coaches do a great job on, on the swing. They do a great job on preparing them. But how do we get a hitter, like, mindset, to where they're ready for that opponent and how do we prepare every week for an opponent? Again, the physical stuff they're doing probably just fine. It's just mindset wise, uh, thinking about the pitcher, getting their mindset off of them. Cause a lot of guys, you know, it's, it's all about them all the time. And they, and they're kind of led to believe that they're the issue all the time. And really they're not. It's the pitcher and how they approach them. And so if they can just have an approach for the pitcher, then they can actually fix a lot of the issues that they currently have, given that they understand it. So, but yeah, so there's a lot of coaches that reach out to me and I, and I love talking to them. I love like collaborating with them. I know like there's a huge rift between like private guys and coaches and I hate it. Um, I'm trying to, I'd love to bridge the gap more and have a conversation because at the end of the day, it's all about the kid. And so how can we help kids? It's not an ego trip. So, so yeah, so that's what that program's really about. It's the whole year-round program. How do we go from off-season to in-season to preseason or preseason to in-season? Um, how do we assess? How do we have the right conversation with these hitters and give them a chance to, you know, get ready to go play at the next level, which, you know, when they get there and everybody just as good, if not better than them. Well, you are definitely bridging that gap. I mean, you are immersed in baseball. I mean, this is certainly your life. I love that you're saying, hey, I get paid to do this. I don't have another job. This is my job. And, I'm, yeah. and I, yeah, absolutely. And, and in speaking of that, man, you're also the founder of the Athletic Mission Baseball Academy. And I know you've gotten a lot of recognition for that. I think just recently you were one of the top 25 baseball academies across America. Just kind of talk to us a little bit about what makes that. How'd you make the list, you know? Why are you standing out? What type of training and resources do you offer? Yeah, so it's interesting. When I got done playing, I, I went and worked at a facility. And uh, I just wanted to kind of learn the ins and out of that side of the while. Again, I was trying to figure out my own crap. So selfishly, I, I got into it to figure out what wrong with me. And then it kind of evolved into, okay, I think I know. And now how can I help the kids? So but what I saw when I got into a traditional academy was like, man, there's a lot of things I don't want to do. And so I kind of just like developed this model of where it's just private training. If there's no, there's no team, there's no lesson, or there's no, yeah, there's no lessons all program driven. There's no renting the cages out. It's strictly guys who want to be there, guys who want to get better, and, and everybody's on their own program trying to get better. And so what, what I think what really stepped separate us is you know aside from the results that we get it's more the conversation that we're having with the kids and I think for me I never tell a kid he's wrong because he's not I never I never yell at a kid to me it's always about 
the way they answer is where they're at. So that tells me a lot about where they're at and how I need to help them. And so the conversation we have, if, if, if it's not the answer that we need, then I just, I just ask questions that lead them there. So it allows them to think for themselves and it allows them to kind of like it's their own idea. And when it's their own idea, they embrace it more. And so that's kind of the approach that we've taken. And I think the kids respond to it very, very well. Um, you know, some of the awards that we got, I didn't even, I don't even know. Like, they're, they're, it's awesome. I really don't know what went into getting them. I was just like in the grind trying to figure it out. Uh, though it was cool that we got recognized for that. Um, but yeah, but that's basically what we do. Like, I don't do, like, we don't have a lot of the technology stuff. Uh, it really is about, coming in and, and, and what is it going to take to have good at bath and have conversations about what it's going to take to have good at bath and what the next level is like. And a lot of kids don't have a real perception of what the next level is going to be like. So we have real in-depth conversations about what that's going to be like. And I think that that approach and uh, the success we've had is kind of, we're still here. So we're obviously doing something right. Man, it's pretty innovative stuff. I mean, it's a, definitely a different uh, approach. I love it. How many uh, how many people do you employ, or you or, or are you on your own? Yeah. So at any given time, it'll probably be only two or three. Yeah, there's not a lot. We're not trying to. Like, I I only take on locally about 50, 50 kids. Um, it's really hard to work with more than that. And then lo- then remotely, I'll work with about another 40, 50 at that time too. So. But um, right now, like recently, I had Daryl down here. He recently went back home. Um, so now, right now, I'm back to just me again, which is which is fine. Um, so it, it's hard to find uh, some some good help. But um, there are a lot of coaches that are interested. They're just not um, around here, around where I'm at. But the, for right now, just it, it back to me again. So it's back to startup. <laughs> I understand. Absolutely. And you say around you, you're still in Oklahoma. What, what city? Yeah, we're in, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, you said remotely, you can work with people as well. Again, is the best way to reach you just through email or do you have a website? Yeah, I, I have a website, athletic-mission.com. There, there's a lot of information on there. Um, you, you'll, you'll find my email on there as well. But yeah, so yeah, the remote business has been doing well. There's a lot of kids that we know we can help that, you know, just don't have access to some of the stuff. So yeah, so that, that part of the business we, we enjoy. Hey man, Jeff, again, this has been a fantastic night. I can't thank you enough for being on here just to have the knowledge that you have, the passion you have. And I don't say that just because you went to Florida Gulf Coast. I think you're an outstanding guy all the way around. And, I appreciate uh, it. Absolutely, man. I really do appreciate you being here. Man, I hope we're able to stay in touch. I would love for you to come back and make yourself available to our core audience again, maybe in another, I don't know, three to six months, something like that. Absolutely. You just let me know. Absolutely. I certainly will. Again, everyone that was able able to join us this evening, we thank you so much. And we certainly thank uh, Jeff Rottmeyer. And with that, I think we're going to say good night. Good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. 
Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast. 